0: If a Middle Earth elf lived today in Southern California, how would she celebrate and support the arts, music, and her community? What would Arwen do? Thursdays with me, Tani Chenuviel, on KCI eighty eight point nine FM and streaming live at KCI.org. Ellen Salalumen Amenti And Michael Vannin and Sue Led, to all my elf friends, I am Tony Tenuvial. And coming up in just a few moments, an elvish perspective on life. You are listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the Internet at KUCI.org. KUCI, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. Rousing music from the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. And we heard Anarian, the love song of Aragorn and Arwen. And in case you are just tuning in, this is KUCI in Irvine, Orange County's Alternative Radio Station. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And I am here today with my co host, Milo Lonesdown. Good morning, Milo.
1: Good morning, Tani. How are you today?
0: (laughs) I am just peachy. It's lovely to see you.
1: And it's a beautiful day to see you.
0: Thank you. Where else can people tune in to hear a radio station hosted by an elf and a hobbit? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Nowhere that I know of on Earth or Middle Earth.
0: Mm. Well, we are, I feel very privileged to be here and be part of the community of people here at KCI. And as I have mentioned many times before, my involvement here has been life changing. The show now is going on a little over four years, and I am so excited, Milo, that you have now joined the show. And I have not only an elvish perspective on life to share with people, but a hobbit perspective on life to share with people.
1: It's a joy to be here with you, Tani.
0: Well, and I think we both are very um, excited to be part of KUCI. KUCI is the alternative radio station in Orange County where you will hear, where people listening in will hear music and programming that they will not hear on their major airwaves.
1: And we hear that people from around the country and indeed around the world, listen to us because we are streaming live 24 hours by seven days a week at KUCI.org. In a number of formats, just click in the upper right-hand corner.
0: Yes, and we also have podcasts, so in case you uh, have a friend who you think might enjoy the show, please visit our KUCI Public Affairs website at KUCITalk.org, and we are also available for download by podcast through iTunes. So lots of fun ways to get to um, hang out with elves and hobbits and uh, crazy people in <laughs> here in Orange County, California, or as uh, affectionately known as uh, to me as the Grey Havens or the Phallus. Of course, perhaps the Shire to you. It's quite shirish around here.
1: Yes, it's uh, around here. Actually, around here, it is more like the Grey Havens. Up where I live, it's very green and inland and and more like uh, Hobbiton.
0: Yes. Well, in case you are just tuning in, this is What Would Arwen Do? We are on every other Friday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. At least for the summer, we... um, may move move to another time slot on the fall. you just never know what 's going to be going on here at KUCI, so please keep an eye on our website. But in case you are just tuning in and wondering what in the world is this all about, first off, I would like to say my Govanin and Su elvish greetings to um, all my friends who are listening, um, especially those who are listening in through tolkien online the one dot com my other favorite community of people to hang out with and uh the one is a place where. I get to hang out with other people who love Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth as much as I do and find out about things that are going on. One of the things I'm so excited about having uh, Milo as part of the show is because we know that The Hobbit is, in fact, going to be a movie in, coming out in just a few years, right?
1: And, in fact, the script has been rumored to be finalized, and they are going to begin really? casting. It was finalized this last week, yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, I did not uh, find out a number of things on by going to the home. Page of Tolkien Online. I actually learned about um, well. There's an article that says that filming will begin in March, and there was there's a little uh, thing here with Elijah Wood who you know had a little interview about being excited about The Hobbit. But I actually discovered something that's going on right here at UC Irvine that I didn't know about and I went to my message board and there was the thing and it's actually a production of The Hobbit that's going to be right here at the Irvine Barclay Theatre
1: in uh, October. It's so exciting, so exciting. October 24th, Teatro Sans the great uh, stringless sting, stringless puppet theater is going to be doing the Hobbit at the Irvine Barclay Theater, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. Yes.
0: And if you'd like information, you can go on the website. Uh, I believe it's BarclayTheater.org or the something The easy
1: like way to do it, and we hobbits love to do things the easy <laughs> way, is to go to Google and just type Irvine Barclay, and you'll immediately see the top hit. Okay, That's what great. I did.
0: Yeah, great. And the tickets are available, and it's a family event. It's open for ages six and up. These are life-size puppets. This is, we'll talk a little bit more about this as we get a little bit closer, but it's going to be fantastic. This uh, theater group <clears throat> actually toured with this production in the 80s in the 90s it's been kind of dormant and they've brought it back and with new special effects and new customs and all kinds of i can hardly wait it's going to be so exciting
1: <laughs> me too
0: <laughs> so anyway um yeah found out about yeah it's funny how you got to go away from home to sometimes to find out about what's going on right in your own backyard so um <clears throat> anyway we, I'm excited, uh, we're gonna kinda skip our regular intro this morning, cause we've had some time to talk. I think people have an idea about what our, what our show is about, uh, all things relating to Middle Earth, and uh, this is the show where, you know, I like to ask, um, some people like to ask, well, you know, what would Jesus do in a situation like this? I like to ask, what would Arwen do? And now I also like to ask, what would a hobbit do? So <clears throat> when I first started my grand adventure a little over nine years ago now uh, of my life as an elf, I began to um, notice things that I learned from the elves. I think I'm up to about 187 things now that I've learned <laughs> from the elves um, Maybe I'll get them down into book form one of these days. Who knows? Maybe someone else might be interested in...
1: It would be a great book.
0: ...in in, uh, how many things you could actually learn from the elves. But it has transformed my life and been an adventure of a lot of joy and discovery. So one of the things that I discovered is that elves love wine... And hobbits and wizards love wine, too.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes, wine and <laughs> ale, mm-hmm. yes.
0: And um, so this morning, in just a few moments, we'll be um, having an interview with a Spredy De DeLeon, who is here locally. She is the wine buyer and store manager of Ann's Boutique Wines right here on 17th Street in Costa Mesa. And I stopped by there the other day because it's such a delightful little store, Um and they have wine tastings on uh, Thursday and Friday evenings. And I hadn't stopped in in a while. Actually, um, I ha- don't believe I had stopped in since it became Ann's Boutique Wines. It was it was a, a wine shop of another name before, and I'd gone to the wine tastings there, and they were quite delightful. Um, And I liked it because it wasn't like going to a bar. It was just, uh, and it just had a lovely atmosphere. And I thought, oh, this is that new wine shop. Um, And I got to meet Ann and Spready, absolutely delightful creatures, and found out that uh, next week they are actually doing a wine tasting on female winemakers. And I didn't know that there aren't very many female winemakers in the world. Did you know that?
1: I, I did not know either. I would have thought it would be equally distributed, but in fact it isn't.
0: Right, it's, it's pretty much still a man's world, but women are making their way, <clears throat> which I think, uh, if you look at Middle Earth, you know, Galadriel gave, uh, files of a very special mixture, uh, it was called Miravor, which actually had its roots of coming from the West, from Vala, from Valinor. Um, so I think, you know, women even back then had something to do with these special drinks that we hold so dear.
1: Oh my gosh, yes.
0: <laughs> so, um, anyway, Spreddy will be calling in in just a few minutes. Um, and we will be talking to her about uh, women winemakers and wine tastings and what's a boutique wine shop and um, things like that and about her adventure in the world of being a wine buyer and store manager and uh, of doing wine tastings. And it's right here again. Wonderful thing to uh, experience a new a- adventure. Um, right in our backyard, and I, I love wine tastings because it was actually through this um, through this particular shop, which was at the time under another name, uh, that I discovered wine in a sense myself. I, I had always liked wine, but I didn't know how to find what um, a good wine without you know because you can spend a lot of money on wine and um, had never the wine tastings always seem kind of snobbish, you know, I mean, just like it's like you already had to know something about it before you went, which I didn't, and uh, started going to little uh, wine tastings over there where Anne's Boutique Wines are is now and discovered um, just all kinds of wonderful things, wines that I never knew existed and wines that I never knew that I liked so much.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh, there are so many good wines. I remember a number of years ago, I went to see the the other rings, the the Ring of the Nibelungen in Mm. San Francisco, the set of operas by Wagner. And um, it was a package deal where you got to have lunch between... The, there were two operas, then a day off, and then two operas. And the day off, we went to Napa Valley mm-hmm. and had a lunch where every course was paired with a wine. Oh, and how delightful. And it was unbelievable, especially the late harvest Riesling with uh, chocolate dessert, was yum, out of this world.
0: <laughs> well, I like to do yoga classes with uh, yoga wine and chocolate. So, um, and if you're interested in about that, you can email me at askanelf at yahoo dot com. I'll tell you all about yoga wine and chocolate. <laughs> Great way to pair pair up things. Um, so, as I mentioned. Um, Spuddy will be calling in in just a few moments. But, uh, Milo, I was wondering if you could read a little bit to us to share just a little bit from the works of J.R.R. R. Tolkien um, about uh, <clears throat> there's a place in The Hobbit where Gandalf shows up and uh, a little interaction between him and Bilbo. And I was wondering if you could share that for our listeners.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. This is from The Hobbit and the first chapter, An Unexpected Party. As a matter of fact, uh, the door is knocked upon, and Bilbo completely forgot that he was going to have tea that afternoon with Gandalf, and so he opens the door, and in come these these dwarves. The dwarves start coming in, and then another knock, and more dwarves, and so forth, and and they're there. And so I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to begin reading um, the last part, which leads to the point of our uh, presentation today. Someone at the door, he said, blinking. Some four, I should say, by the sound of it, said Feely. "'Besides, we saw them coming along behind us in the distance. "'The poor little hobbit sat down in the hall "'and put his head in his hands "'and wondered what had happened and what was going to happen "'and whether they would all stay to supper. "'Then the bell rang again, louder than ever, "'and he had to run to the door. "'It was not four, after all, it was five. "'Another dwarf had come along while he was wandering in the hall. "'He had hardly turned the knob before they were all inside, "'bowing and saying, "'At your service,' one after another. Dory, Nori, Ori, Owen, and Glowen were their names. And very soon two purple hoods, a gray hood, a brown hood, and a white hood, were hanging on the pegs, and off they marched with their broad hands, stuck in their gold and silver belts to join the others. Already it had almost become a throng. Some called for ale, and some for porter, and one for coffee, and all of them for cakes, so the hobbit was kept very busy for a while. A big jug of coffee had just been set on the hearth, The seed cakes were gone and the dwarves were starting on a round of buttered scones when there came a loud knock. Not a ring, but a hard rat-tat on the hobbit's beautiful green door. Somebody was banging with a stick. Bilbo rushed along the passage, very angry and altogether bewildered and bewithered. This was the most awkward Wednesday he had ever remembered. (laughs) He pulled open the door with a jerk and they all fell in, one on top of the other. More dwarves, four more. And there was Gandalf behind, leaning on his staff and laughing. He had made quite a dent on the beautiful door. He had also, by the way, knocked out the secret mark that he had put there the morning before. Carefully, carefully, he said, "'It is not like you, Bilbo, to keep friends waiting on the mat, "'and then open the door like a popgun." "'Let me introduce Biffer, Boffer, Bomber, and especially Thorin.' "'At your service,' said Biffer, Boffer and Bomber, standing in a row.' Then they hung up two yellow hoods and a pale green one, and also a sky-blue one with a long silver tassel. This last belonged to Thorin, an enormously important dwarf. In fact, no other than the great Thorin Oakenshield himself, who was not at all pleased at falling flat on Bilbo's mat with Biffer, Boffer, and Bomber on top of him. For one thing, Bomber was immensely fat and heavy. Thorin, indeed, was very haughty, and said nothing about service. But poor Mr. Baggins said he was sorry so many times. At last he grunted, pray don't mention it, and stopped frowning. Now we are all here, said Gandalf, looking at the row of thirteen hoods, the best detachable party hoods, and his own hat hanging on the pegs. Quite a merry gathering. I hope there's something left for the latecomers to eat and drink. What's that? Tea? No, thank you. A little red wine, I think, for me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and I would agree completely with Gandalf. What a lovely idea. Thank you very much, Milo, for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Well, uh, Spready has called in, so we are going to cut to some music here for a few moments. Um, before we do, is there anyone that you would like to say a special hello to this morning, Milo? It's always nice to say hello to our friends.
1: Oh, just hello to any of my nieces and nephews that will be hearing on their i. IP- pod in the uh, (laughs) iTunes podcast, (laughs) and to my wife, who is probably listening to the beginning before she goes off to her Tai Chi class.
0: Oh, wonderful. And I would like to say hello to any of my friends who are listening here in Southern California, and to especially my friends listening from Tolkien Online. I know Arwen is listening from up in Washington. Rowan Berry was going to listen in from Finland, but she decided to go to a concert, which is um, music, I think, is probably either the next best thing, or wine is the next best thing to music. Um So, can't blame her for that. But anyone else who might be listening in from Tolkien Online, maybe Vana up in Washington and Guru, my very special dear friends, thank you for your love and support. And it's always wonderful to acknowledge and say hello to friends from all over the globe, which is why I love that KUCI has streaming live uh, on the Internet where we can stay connected with our friends. So, we're going to hear a little Hobbit music <clears throat> here before we get into our interview with Aspredi and talking about women winemakers so you are listening to KUCI in Irvine I'm Tony Tenuville and my host, co-host Milo we will be back with what would Arwen do in just a few moments this is KUCI in Irvine the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth mm-hmm. from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, concerning hobbits from the original soundtrack. And I do have to say that I am also very excited because my co-host, Milo, um, being a hobbit of some means, as was Bilbo, (laughs) recently got the Complete recordings both of The Two Towers and The Return of the King. And I am so excited because, thank you so much, Milo.
1: Well, as you know, the recordings evolve, and there is more and more instruments added, yes. some special instruments that were designed specifically for that recording. And so now we have the complete recordings of the Complete Trilogy.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. So we will be uh, perhaps devoting a whole show at some point to sharing some of the songs from the Complete Recordings.
1: That's a good idea. Oh,
0: yes, absolutely. And I love just reading the liner notes, a little book that um, is in there that Howard Shore shares about how he developed these different musical themes themes and interlace them. It's absolutely fascinating. And the
1: wonderful thing is, if you go to the Complete Recordings website, they actually have those three booklets downloadable in Adobe Acrobat PDF
0: Oh, I did not know that, so I can get my own little copy of them. That's right. Wonderful. Well, as I mentioned, I'm very excited because this morning we will be talking about wine, women winemakers, and my guest this morning... Our guest this morning is Aspredi De Leon, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about she is the wine buyer and store manager at Anne's Boutique Wines, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her background, but first a little bit about Anne's. Anne's is located right here in Costa Mesa, 270 East 17th Street in Costa Mesa, 92627, in case you want to Google that uh, for your map quest to find your way uh, for your adventure at Anne's Boutique Wines. And uh, they have wine tastings every Thursday and Friday evenings. A delightful, delightful way to taste wine, uh, mingle with some really fun people and have a little adventure. As Boutique Wines is a wine shop that is out of the ordinary, they are a privately owned store and they answer only to their loyal clients. Their staff has over 20 years experience in the wine industry altogether. They specialize in small production wines, hard to find wines and excellent half bottles, along with a fantastic selection selection of wine accessories. Most of their wines are priced very reasonably, and as are many of their half bottles. And their wines are hand-picked from hundreds of wines taste weekly. Now, there's a job tasting hundreds of wines weekly. Only very few make it to their shelves. They make custom gift baskets. They hold a series of themed weekly wine tastings. They host private wine tastings as well and they have a wine club where their members receive discounts on purchases and receive hand-picked wines from all over the world each month. And that is also available in case you are not here in the area. You can join their wine club, and they will send it to you. It says their walls are also available to local artists. They exhibit a new artist each month and promote local talent, and that's one of the things I absolutely love about them. Uh, One of the... um, I love... Supporting local wa- uh, artists and musicians. And I love that Anne's Boutique Wines has beautiful art up on the walls to enjoy while you're enjoying your wine. So, Spready, um, are you there? Good morning, Spready. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Thanks for having me. And I'm here, and so is Milo, my Hobbit co host. Well, oh, good morning, Milo.
1: Good morning, Spready.
0: <laughs> so, Spetty, I told a, uh, everyone a little bit about Anne's Boutique Wines. And uh, before we go a little bit further, I want to give the phone number there. It's 949 631 6627. And your email is boutiquewines, Boutique Wines, B O U T I Q U E, wines at mail, M A I L dot com. Is that correct? That's correct. And, Spuddy, can you tell me a little bit about your interest in wine and how you managed to get into this line of work of being a wine buyer and store manager for this darling little boutique over on 17th Street?
2: Well, thank you for asking. Um, that is one of the, I'm one of those people that went to school for one purpose and then and ended up finding my way in another. Uh-huh. Um, when I was going to school, I, I grew up with, with with a mother who I would say I love very much. Uh, she kept a box of white Stinfandel in, in the refrigerator, so that was about the extent of my growing up with wine. <laughs> <laughs> I still love my mother, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as I entered college and I started doing study abroad programs, my experiences seemed to be leading towards wine, no matter what I did. In Costa Rica, my host family owned a cellar, and uh, oh. they taught me a lot about the proper care, some pairings, and I did not expect, out of all the places in the world in Costa Rica, I never expected to that be the birthplace of my love of wine,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: it was. Upon returning to the U.S., I decided, uh, I was an international marketing student, and I Signed up for another program in uh, Paris, and uh, to which I m- moved to Paris to take these courses. Uh, living in Paris, I figured out that drinking a Coca-Cola was much more expensive than drinking a bottle of wine. <laughs> and I lived next door to a small boutique uh, wine shop, and the owner took very good care. Every day I would stop in, and he would show me a new bottle and talk to me, and of course, I was spending about a dollar fifty on a really nice bottle of wine versus the two fifty that it was costing me to drink um, a can of coke with dinner.
0: That's amazing, and wine is so much better for you.
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know that's where my uh, my learning expanded. You know, I I fell in love with wine immediately. So I ended up staying in Europe uh, about a month and a half longer than I expected after my studies were done, just to hop around Europe and drink wine and just kind of learn more about it hands-on. When I returned to the U.S., I learned, um, I attended every tasting I could get my hands on. I started reading. I, I you know, I I became enamored with Mm -hmm. the whole concept that a little... Berry, such as the grape, can taste like so many things, so mm-hmm. many different things, and it's just—it was fascinating to me. And
0: um, it, and it, it enhances the experience of things. It's amazing how you can have a very nice meal, um, you know, and pair it with a good wine, and it just—it just makes it, you know, it all just makes it come alive. It's just delightful.
2: It is. It is the right wine with the right meal. Can, it just make for an unbelievable experience. Or even the, the white, white wine, wine with the white right chocolate. <laughs> it, oh, let me tell you, we have done that at Anne's. Um, we've done funky things. As most recently, we've done uh, cupcake and wine pairing, Ooh. and that was that has been one of our most successful tastings thus far. with cupcakes and wines, and it it just it's the kind of thing it just sings in your mouth. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Oh, so um, are you doing so do you, when you do that is it generally with one of
2: our local cupcake places like Sprinkles or Susie's? Actually, we went with even somebody smaller. It's a local girl, her name is Courtney, and she does it out of her home, and she came through because uh, another client told us about how amazing her cupcakes were. So out, literally out of being funny, I called her up and I said, listen, we taste stuff before we buy it at our shop. Could we taste your cupcakes? And she took us up on it, brought it to the store, and that's how the, this wine tasting came up. And we said this would be great with that wine and that other wine and this other cake taste would, would go great with this other wine. We put in a tasting together we advertised it and we had about 65 women and gentlemen in our store Eating these amazing cupcakes and with the wines, and uh, I'm happy to say, you know, we, we were sold out that day. That's and an you know
1: amazing story.
2: Yeah, and you
0: know, what? you need to think about having another one, especially with the holidays coming up. What a fun type of holiday celebration! Oh my so gosh, yes. Maybe we yeah, need, need that. Maybe we it. need to have a cupcake and wine tasting for um, a bill for Bilbo's birthdays coming up the end of September. Wow. <laughs> there, there you yourself.
2: go. There you go. Actually, we just contacted Courtney again because you you are not the only one that's mentioned. And if other people want want to get in on this, you know, wine and cupcakes. So we're doing it again. And, we're doing it again.
0: And if people wanted to do like a private event with that, they could they could schedule that with you as well, right? They don't have to necessarily wait until you have a large event. They oh, people could no, call no. you and say, oh, you know, I want to have a I want to have a, a happy birthday billboard party <laughs> and uh, host a little party at the shop and have um, and and do uh, do a wine tasting and, and cupcake. Simply, and right? you
2: know, and, and thank you for asking about that because I think one of the uh, myths in wine and wine tasting is that this is something for the very wealthy or overly educated or, I don't know, you have to have a certain level of intellectuality to actually be able to appreciate it, and it's not. Uh, we're very affordable at ants and uh, we, we, we can basically customize all the wine tastings, whether it's private or, for example, this one, you know, Cupcakes and Wines, mm-hmm. um, hasn't been done a whole lot. So, <laughs> right. Um, That's the first time I've heard like, of it. We like, yeah, we like doing things that are just, are just going to make people go. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Boy, this tastes good. Yeah. You know? So, with that, let's talk a little bit
0: about uh,
2: a couple of things. Well, about your upcoming
0: uh, wine tasting. Tell us sure. a little bit about uh, a couple of things. I want to uh, want to ask what is a what is a boutique wine shop, and then if you could talk a little bit about um, um, women and and you know just how that that this is kind of a male uh, dominated dominated. Um, Industry. Industry and and but there are there are women uh, winemakers that are making their mark that you will be featuring next week.
2: Well, uh, to answer your first question, a boutique wine shop is usually a wine shop that is unlike uh, your big chains. huh. Big chains usually carry wines that are made uh, thousands, and thousands of thousands of pallets. So we're talking about. Maybe a million bottle production, kind of a wine com- wine production. Mm-hmm. We boutique wine companies. We look, uh, we're a small business ourselves, and we understand the you know that we go into it because it's a passion. Mm-hmm. We are looking for the same things in our winemakers. We're looking for wines that are family owned, are small productions, and by that I mean uh, could be less. Than ten thousand for the entire world. In some cases, we've had some uh, wines that were produced as little as fifty cases Mm -hmm. total.
0: So, kind of like um, like like microbreweries in beer, this is how it would be in in wine, like boutique wine.
2: Exactly. So, for us, uh, we feel that wines that are made in the small numbers, this is something where people put their heart, their soul, Mm -hmm. and they're very they're they're so into these wines, and to us and, and taste so many wines each week, you taste the difference, you can taste people's passion. you know that a lot of thought and a lot of work went into it and uh, we love supporting small businesses, and these wines really truly taste better mm-hmm. mom.
0: Well, most things taste better than they're made in small batches.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's what a boutique wine does. A boutique wine, a shop, specializes in those. But we also have carried from big producers that it's just a little bit hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, many wines we are able to find for them. Sometimes we get clients that come in and said, you know, I was on vacation in Italy and I had this one wine, and all I, all I have is this cork. Can you find it? Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you were able to find it from the cork. I, you know, I, whatever I can find, I, I, I will dig up as, as much information. I'll call reps and there's you know, a lot of information. It, maybe it'll take me. Maybe it'll take me a little while, but I will do my best to bring that wine to you. Oh, you know, that's and great. I had recently a woman who was celebrating her anniversary, and all she could remember was the picture on the label. We hunted on the web. I sent her the JPEG of what I found, what the label I thought it was. And it turns out that's the wine it was. We ordered it just in time for her anniversary, and Aww. she's a, it's her husband with it. So I love that kind of stuff.
0: Yes, and I love that you are doing that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit about women winemakers because that seems like yeah. something that would be hard to to uh, you know. I mean, how do you find oh, it's, you know, it's women amazing
1: make- when we look at the list of people involved in this upcoming mm-hmm. wine tasting. That she has, we have people from Washington State. We've got one woman presenting a Pinot Noir from South Africa, Catherine Marshall.
2: Yes, you know, um, one of the reasons we are having this tasting is not just because we are a woman-owned business, but also because there is a, a myth out there that uh, wine is um, made by men, run by men, and and the thing is that was true to a certain point many years ago, but we have. Many pioneering women that are not only doing what Anne, the owner of Anne's Petite Wines, is doing, which is basically going in and, and walking to the beautiful own drum, Uh, there's a lot of women that despite the fact that they were told, uh, this is only done by men, these women did it anyway and have been extremely successful at it. Uh, the, the biggest example of that is one of my favorite winemakers. Her name is uh, Delia Villadere. She's out of Napa. She started her winery in uh, 1986. She um, she was a single mother of four children. She um, basically she's from Argentina, but she has always always admired um, European wine, and she knows the planting vines and doing all this stuff is a little different than you do it in Napa. So when she brought all that knowledge and love to Napa in the 80s. And basically said, I want to do it this way. Many people thought that she was crazy. Many people thought, you know, you need to stay home and raise your four children. That's what you need to start doing, rather than going great backwards in <laughs> which thinking. But um, she had persistence. She had dedication, and she did it. And she is making some. I mean, her wines are constantly earning. Ninety points and above in uh, magazines. You know that score wines. Um, she, we have one of her wines at the store, and every time we pour it, people just constantly love it. She and now she is considered one of the most admired and respected winemakers. And now she has men imitating the way she is growing her grapes mm. and um, making her wines. Mm-hmm. And uh, her wines, you know can command some good prices in auctions but the one we carry at as is very affordable and to us is one of those women that was told she couldn't, she shouldn't, did it, and she proved them. The, she proved them. She proved them wrong. You yeah.
0: know, and now oh. she's now she's pioneering away. And what's wonderful is that, as you know, I mean, I I love that men are very accomplished and do lots of wonderful things. But I love the, the that nowadays uh, women are beginning to you know pioneer and move into areas um, and and share their their particular gifts and perspective on things. So now we're beginning to see that in. Um, in the wine world, and so uh, this coming Thursday and Friday, uh, th- what are the dates of that? That you'll be um, having the women winemakers uh, wine tasting?
2: Uh, it's uh, it's going to be this upcoming Thursday, which uh-huh. is uh, September September. Oh my God, it's already September, September fourth, third and fourth.
0: huh. Uh-huh.
2: And it's it's from six to eight o'clock both nights. Uh, again, our tastings are very affordable, and we will be showcasing uh, six wines. Uh, on Thursday and 7 on Friday, each from a different part of the world. There's several that are from California, but uh, there's one from South Africa, which is Catherine Marshall, trained in California and in France to make her wines, and she's now specializing in making Pinot Noir, which is unbelievable.
0: Is that the one that you have at the shop? Because I got a bottle the other day. I've been saving it for this weekend to to just uh, sample with a dear friend. Uh, It was very affordable. Beautiful bottle as well. I know it sounds really funny, but I love bottles of wine that have um i mean i love the way they taste but also wines that have a certain look there's a couple of middle earth uh themed wines like the havens and smith wooten that i love that i've gotten just for mainly for the bottle and the label but just to discover that they actually had very good wine but um Catherine marshall's um wine is uh i i haven't been able to taste it yet but i know the bottle is wonderful it, it looks bonnet,
2: like I love to recommend that you try that with uh, mushroom risotto, and you will in your mouth.
0: Oh, you! I, I saw my the light of Ooh. my Hobbit friend's eyes light up. Hobbits
1: <laughs> love mushrooms. Say, spray. Well, uh, I, I had a question for these upcoming tastings. Uh, cool. Maybe you can give us some wine tasting etiquette. Uh, some of us may be, you know, intimidated about the whole formality. Could you give us some? tips about etiquette that will put us at ease.
2: Sure. First of all, I want everyone to remember that wine tasting is meant for you to enjoy it. It's really what you like. Uh, wine tastings are the best way to learn about wine. Uh, a good place for wine tasting should be able to ask you, uh, I take you by the tasting, give you a little information on the tasting. Uh, a little bit of etiquette would be and something that I I really think it's important for people to remember is don't wear perfume to a wine tasting. Because mm-hmm. when you are in a wine tasting room we keep everything as neutral aroma wise because we want you to be able to pick up all the aromas that are in the wine. So when someone wears perfume it interferes. So that's the first tip is don't wear perfume. Try not to be, uh, eating any mints or anything before a tasting. That way your palate is ready to receive all those beautiful flavors in the mouth. Mm. Uh, A good taste, wine tasting bar will make, uh, if, if, if you are not very familiar with the wine tasting, let them know when you get there. Let them know that this is, uh, that you haven't been doing this all your life. They should be able to not only teach you how to taste wine, but also take special care of you. We do that. We ask you when you come in to ask um, if this is your first time tasting with us. We want you to enjoy yourself. We want you to decide for yourself if the wines poured are to your liking. Um, After all, if you buy the wine, you're the one that's going to go home and enjoy these wines. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, the wine world has changed a lot. More than anything, people are becoming very friendly. It's something that people do with an enjoyment. So don't let uh, wine tastings intimidate you at all. Everyone is there to figure out if they like the wine or not. And really? if, you, no. if you don't pick up what the person describing the wine uh, is telling you, whether they're telling you that this is full of cherries, but you think that it tastes like apricots, Let me tell you something. You're right. Everyone picks up different things with their palate. What Mm -hmm. they're describing to you is what the person who tasted the wine previously to you found in the wine. So it's just about whether it's pleasing in your mouth. And after all, the way the reason we open a bottle of wine is and drink it because we're enjoying it. Yes. Well,
0: Spready, I want to say um, I did a little um, homework for the show, and uh, I think I mentioned to you the other day I uh, stopped into um, a local little wine uh, place here in Corona Del Mar. I won't mention any names, uh-huh. but I went in, and uh, there was someone over at the wine bar, and there was actually a wine cellar there, a winemaker who was in, had brought in some wines for the person to, to to try, and there was a person or two sitting at the door. um. No one even <laughs> acknowledged me. Finally, someone came out from the back and said, can I help you find something? And I said, oh, I'm just kind of looking around. And he was actually nice. He introduced himself. I said, I understand that you have wine classes here because that's what I was in. And he said that they weren't going to be starting till later. And uh, he said, well, let me know if you need anything. But it was very interesting because, you know, and I was listening to them over sitting at the bar, and they were... Uh, saying all kinds of interesting things about wines, and I was still um, kind of you know just wandering up and down the aisles, and then I came over and went by the over by the bar because I wanted to ask them um, if they had any wine tastings coming up, and nobody even <laughs> acknowledged me. I mean, it was just uh-huh. um, it was the strangest thing, and I thought this is so different from when I walked into Ann's boutique wines. You know, you and Ann immediately came out, hi, you know, have you been in the store before? And and it was funny because I thought you know. I've been to wine tastings over uh over at Anne's, you know, in a boutique one and it was it was delightful. It was uh I loved going because I didn't feel like I was going into a bar and I felt like as a woman I could go to a wine tasting and it was fun and I got to meet local people and but it wasn't like you know, like going and necessarily hanging out in a bar. Not that there's anything wrong with hanging out in a bar, but sometimes, you know, as a girl, especially if I'm, you know, just going by myself or with one girlfriend or something. And um but I thought it was just such a completely different atmosphere. And that's one of the things I love about Anne's boutique wines and about the wine tastings there is because I didn't feel like I already need to know anything. Everything that I've really learned about wines, I actually learned through um, the boutique wine tastings and through, you know, just little books. And um so anyway, I just wanted to say it's... So if anyone has ever been to a wine tasting that was a little bit, you know, like... You know, you just felt a little intimidated. If they come to a wine tasting at Anne's Boutique Wines, it is a friendly, open, and fun atmosphere. And you can, if you know absolutely nothing about wine, but you all thought, well, maybe, I'd, maybe I don't know that much about wine, but I'd, I'd like to know how, you know, what I do. Like, do I like Pinot Noirs, or do I, you know, what's the difference between a Riesling and a Chardonnay? It's a wonderful, wonderful place to learn and have fun while you're doing it.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, you know, we, we work really hard to try to make everyone feel at home. We want this a place to be uh, when people come to our tastings to forget um, the rest of the world and just come in and just enjoy themselves through the palate. And um, Oh, I'm sorry. but you know, but and we... And Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: I'm just because uh, we, we're almost out of time, But I, and I just want to make sure that before we go, that uh, we mentioned a couple of the other things that are available through NC because you have wonderful wine tastings. You have wonderful wine that people can come in and, and purchase you know, if they're going to a party or if they need a gift or something. Um, but there are also several other things that you have, like the wine club and, um, you know, these special uh, private wine tastings. Could you talk just a little bit about that in just our last couple sure. of minutes? To, and uh, ways that people can contact you. And if if people aren't in the area, how they might be able to sign up and get um, involved with your wine club where you will actually ship to them. Is that correct?
2: Uh, Yeah, we will. We will. Um, Our wine club is basically uh, a way for us to also, a part of what we do is we feel that we are out there uh, passing the word on how good wine is and how fun it can be. And our wine club is geared to do just that. Every month our clients can choose from one to four bottles every month. Mm -hmm. And they can choose from all red, all white, or one of each. And we Introduce them to wines they a may never heard of or would never themselves try, and uh, that's kind of a way to uh, get people involved with grapes or regions of the world that they would never try. Mm-hmm. Um, our one of our wines this this week is from Hungary, and it's called the grape that it's made with is called Kerylianca. Uh it's it means princess. So, um, oh, uh,
0: yeah. I, yeah, that's going to be the wine tasting. That, no, that was, that's part of our wine club. Oh, time.
2: oh, gosh, I, I think I might have to have that wine. <laughs> um, I, I think we can open a bottle for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so, these are, these are just one of the things that we do. With our wine club comes mm-hmm. a full sheet of descriptions on each of the wine and pairing suggestions. So we don't just go, here's a bottle, drink it, see what you think. Right. We, we give you information on why, the, we, why we pick the wine, uh, some of the things we, the flavors you'll find in it, some of the things you can enjoy with it, and uh, of course our wine members uh, enjoy many benefits like discounts to the wine tastings right. and to purchases at the store.
0: Um. Um. Could you also just mention, because we are, I, unfortunately, I, I apologize, we are out of time. No. Um, sure. That, um, well, first off, your phone number, 949-631-6627, 949 uh, Boutique Wines is right here in Costa Mesa, right down the street, 270 East 17th Street and um, their email, boutiquewinesatmail.com. But also, I love the fact, uh, spready that you guys have partnered with some local restaurants to have free corkage fees. Um, one of my favorite places to eat, um, the Hot Cakes Cafe, which is right there on 17th Street, they have the most wonderful, Pierre's Egg Scramble, that is just divine. And I was noticing that they are one of the restaurants that charges no corkage fees, so people can pick up one of their favorite bottles of wine at Anne's Wine and go have, over and have one of their favorite lunches at Hot Cakes uh, Cafe. Is that
2: correct? Yes, correct. And, and there's and a couple of other say, places. Some people say that you can't have wine with your breakfast. Yes, you can. You can have a lovely bottle of champagne. Yes.
1: Very <laughs> uh, <there's>, cold. <laughs>
2: The Crickle, yes. You, um, uh, you can also go to the Beach Pit, which is a local barbecue place down the street from Anne's Boutique Wines. They have wonderful, wonderful spicy Southern barbecue. Oh! They too, if you show them the sticker which is attached to each of our label, uh, each of our bottles of wine, it uh-huh. will not charge you the corkage fee. Uh, and we're working with several other restaurants. We're talking about right now and how to partner up so that we can help each other, small restaurants in Costa Mesa, so that um, the dining experience is uh, it's, it's less than uh, the, the burden is less than on the pocket. If you really want to drink a good one, you know and something you want to bring to a restaurant with you. So we're working on more restaurants on that. So. Um, yeah, our that's website. Our website is being uh, designed at the time, so we'll be adding a, a, a long list of, of restaurants hopefully here in, in the next few weeks. But uh, we're we're all about promoting uh, wine in our local businesses as well. Right.
0: And, Freddie, thank you again so much for being here. Tell us one more time uh, the wine tasting that's coming up, uh, um, the, the dates of that this coming week. Sure,
2: September 3rd and 4th, Thursday and Friday next week. From six to eight o'clock every evening, you do not need reservations. As long as you're there by seven forty-five, you'll have plenty of time to enjoy the wines. Uh, we'll be pouring some, even though this call a woman winemakers. Don't get us wrong, gentlemen. We love our gentlemen winemakers. We just want to let everybody know that the girls are doing some awesome things in the wine world. Right. And you uh, have.
0: And you have wine tastings every week, so they and can get on. They can get people can get on your email list and find out right. whatever is going to be the wine tasting that's coming up for the next week, right?
2: And we're on Facebook, so if you're one oh. of the Facebookers out there, we uh, Anne's Boutique Wine has a page, and we put up our schedule up there as well. So um, we also do some Saturday wine tastings during the summer, which um, we, we are doing until October. Every Saturday, 3 to 5, too. So please come join us. Have some wine with us. Have some fun with
0: us. Well, I will be seeing you uh, probably this week, but definitely for that women's wine tasting. Women winemakers next uh, next Thursday or Friday. So, Spuddy, again, thank you so much. Not only, and please say thank you to Ann, uh, both of you, for not only being on the show this morning, but also for just being in the world who you are, sharing not just wine, but a wonderful experience of being connected, being involved in your community, community, being creating a friendly, wonderful place for people to go. And, I mean, we get so serious about life, and thank you that you're pre- creating a place where people can kind of go and let go of all the cares of the day, connect with other people, and
2: taste something wonderful. Thank you again. Thank you, Milo, and thank you for uh, allowing us to talk about this awesome thing that wine is. I do appreciate it. And thank you, Anne. I know you're listening on the radio right now. Our little fearless leader who is... Yes the owner of Ants. I thank her for doing this and allowing me to continue my passion, too. So thank you both so much for the airtime. You're very
0: welcome, Freddie. And I'll see you soon. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that is going to wrap it up for us. Coming up in just about two minutes, Emily will be here with CareerQuest. Milo, is there anything you'd like to say as we...
1: It's just wonderful that she's harvesting some of the 10,000 species of wine grapes in the world and bringing them to us from little places, from little hidden secret places as I'm sure the wine in Bilbo's house was from a little, little vineyard.
0: Yes. If I ask, what would Arwen do? Well, Arwen would be supporting local businesses, and they would. she would love what they're doing over there, not only supporting local artists by showing their art, but uh, connecting and working with other local businesses, and what a wonderful thing.
1: And serving cupcakes.
0: And serving cupcakes. So, Milo, well, thank you so much. We will be back in just a couple of weeks.
1: And it will be a fun time. It
0: will be. So until then, Alen Salalumen Amentielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting. And we're going to leave you with, again, with just a little Hobbit music. And again, Emily will be here in just a few moments. So until next week, go out, have an adventure, cherish each and every day, give someone a big hug and a kiss, and come back and see us next week. This is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth.